everybody and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. You're very welcome to our review show and we're looking back at Armagh's five-point win over Calvin in the quarterfinal of the Ulster Championship. I'm delighted to be joined by Arne Kiernan and we're looking back at Armagh's victory. I will also touch on the semi-final coming up next Sunday in Clonus as Armagh take on down. Arne, we'll start with the Calvin game obviously and Armagh's victory. A really good first half display and you said on the podcast last week you wanted Armagh to bring war to this game. Did you get it in that first half? Were you were you pleased? I don't know whether they, they brought work, but I don't know whether they had to. But what they definitely brought was pure clarity and what they were about, control and what they were about. Um, like I no point in saying otherwise. It was a game I was nervous about, and I've told you this all year. Uh, I was nervous about it, but to me, um, in fairness to to everybody's in their setup. Uh, it looked like a Division One team against a Division Three team, and um, we just looked so composed. Um, the organising, particularly in defence, Aiden like was so vocal. Um, we were we were safe at all times. Didn't feel like we were going to be cut open. Um, we had more kicking options. We were breaking the pace whenever we were running the ball. Um, and then those our two inside men and Andrew and Connor were superb. Um, and not only were they brilliant. But what they were actually doing uh, in a subconscious was they were destroying two of Cavan's main men, uh, two players who they looked to um, to give them drive. Number one, to win their battles um, and, and inspire from them and then give them drive and go forward ball out of the defence. But um, they were under that much pressure trying to do their own jobs. Um, that they weren't capable or able to offer anything else. So, um, yeah, as good as the two boys were playing, it was the, uh, and that was a plus for us, it was the psychological damage that they were doing to Cavan uh, on top of that as well, which um, that was brilliant from those two boys' perspective. Were you disappointed in Calvin, Aaron? Because I know the Antrim game, I was a wee bit disappointed in Antrim that they didn't, I thought they were going to be, if anything else, they were going to be physical and try to rough Armagh up. I thought that was the only chance they had of winning. Same with Calvin, they didn't really. It was Armagh with the aggressors, Armagh were in the front foot the whole time. Calvin, certainly not first half, just never really brought any fight to the game, did they? Uh, I'm not at all disappointed in them. I couldn't care less <laughs> them, but um, disappointed is the wrong word. I, I expected it. I, I expected them to come with it because, like, um, well, obviously, you know, we're talking about wanting to get back to Ulster titles, wanting to build them last year and that brings expectancy and pressure. But like they needed to to win to get to an Ulster semi, to get to an Ulster final, to stay at the Talton Cup. Um they were in the Talton Cup last year and while they, they put plenty of effort into it, they didn't win it either. Um so I would have thought that they would have come out definitely, you know, as the home side and tried to the boss things even physically um early on, which uh, yeah, they definitely did, and it, it was a surprise. Maybe I don't know, they're subconscious that uh, they don't see themselves at, at a higher level or whatever. But it'd be fairly surprising that it just looks so flat. And and what they did as well is they they didn't play the way I actually thought they were going to play. Like they had a, um, they probably looked a wee bit like what we did in in the National League in terms of they had Paddy Lynch and at times uh, Oshin Brady or McKernan inside their attacking twenty one, but did that did nobody else in between until the other thirteen players that had back defending, you know. So uh, 
that's where Aiden in particular, like I could hear him organizing us that we weren't ever going to get opened up with a counterattack. Um, we always had enough players that were facing them that even if they did turn us over, which they did a few times, um, they, were break, they weren't breaking into open space. They were breaking out and as soon as they'd lift their head, they were having to turn, go back, switch wings. So th- there was only a spell. Uh, I was in the open terrace where we were shooting in, in the second half, sort of up inside the 45 there. And for about five, five, ten minutes, they started to get a bit of joy where they had a pocket of space outside the 45 and they were getting someone who was sort of breaking out into that wing and they were able to kick it. And it was a quick transition and they were, they were got a few scores and a bit of joy off that. But that was it. That really was it. I, I thought they would have had a couple of men in the 45 the whole time um, that offered them a, a kicking outlet. But for whatever reason, it didn't happen. Um, and like I said, how we were organised and how we communicated as a defence um, definitely played into that because uh, it just seemed like they were clueless. Um, you know, they didn't, they didn't play with any sort of conviction against us whatsoever. Um, you can put that down to them or them being flat or whatever, but they have a good management team. They have a really experienced management team. Um, so I don't think it's a naivety on their behalf. I think we just come out confidently. I think we control the game. We play at their pace on their terms, and I just think they struggle to cope with it. And that Calvin forward line, Aaron, that you're talking about, obviously the big stat coming out of the game was that the kick 16 wides. Now, not all of them were scoring chances, some of them were passes that went over the sideline and balls lumped in the edge of the square um, in around the ten, last 10 minutes that drifted wide. But um, I know Kieran McKeever said after the game that Arma wouldn't be happy that Calvin got off an extra 16 shots. But defensively, Armagh kept them out, were, were really sound, and I suppose made Calvin shoot from areas that Calvin wouldn't be happy where they were f- shooting from? Yeah, I, I would say maybe Kieran might have said that sort of straight after without having a chance to review it. But I think whenever he does sit there and to review it, um, they did kick at times under pressure. <clears throat> and I'm thinking particularly McCarran and once and Lynch twice, one after another, sort of late on whenever they had that goal chance, they were kicking from the left-hand side as you were shooting into the goals. Um, but but they were under pressure as they were shooting. Now, definitely, they were scorable attempts to players of that calibre, and you, you would expect them to put them over, but they were under pressure. Other than that there, I, I'll be honest with you, I, like the stats in terms of how many wides they got compared to us, um, it's it's huge uh, in the difference. But I mean, I wouldn't even call <clears throat> some of what they were doing shooting. I would call it kicking the ball. Um, they didn't look at all confident. Definitely in the first half, uh, I think they were just looking to get rid of the ball. They didn't. There was no conviction in what they were doing. There was no composure in what they were doing in terms of shooting, and it was very deflating for the support. They never got were were able to get behind them. Um, and that that surprised me because again, same thing. It's not as if it's a tactic naive management team or an inexperienced management team that was setting them up. Um, I think it was just the players on the field themselves. Um, some of them were, were very very poor shot selection, and like I said, the ones that were within scoring zones, um, there wasn't too many of them that they were kicking where they were uncontested, um, or you know there was none of our men near them. 
Um, so I think, yeah, definitely from an air defensive uh, perspective, I thought we were, we were really well set up the whole day. Um, obviously, if you're playing against a good team, they're, they're going to get opportunities. 70 minutes of championship football is going to happen. Uh, we weren't cut wide open, obviously, other than um, really the, the goal chance later on where uh, Ryan sort of comes out of it unaware to, to pull out. I didn't, I didn't think he had the agility uh, to pull off a save like that, but anyway, he did... Uh, that, that probably is a bit of a disappointment in terms of had that have gone in, Jesus, it was a sweat where like it was a comfortable win for us. Um, it, it didn't feel like it needed to be a sweat at any stage. But had he not been there, um, yeah, it, it would have been the pressures. And then they, they're, at that stage, we were going along with all our kick goods. They were winning a lot of break ball. They were getting a lot of possession to run at us. Um, but they just weren't capable of, of putting scores away. And, and uh, they probably don't have the inside or the score and spread, and you know of out and out scores definitely that that, that we have and, and a big one was um McCready and um, we kept the tight rein on him and um, it didn't look like we went for like a real man man marker to track him everywhere I think it was just as soon as he came into our half whoever's the nearest man to him stick to him until the player goes dead um and to be fair anyone who found themselves near him and they did a really good job in that because he's he's massive for them while McKernan and Lynch might grab a few headlines because they would ball over the bar he does so much for them in terms of hard running taking people on being physical kicking a few inspirational points so um, yeah once we kept him quiet it kept the drive of them um, fairly limited and like I said then you had Faulkner and you had Killian Clark who were shipping a bit of water even for the back again so um. Credit where credit's due in terms of the players in the field, the matchup set out by management. Um, yeah, we we pulled them, we pulled them off well, and like I said, done serious damage in the first half whenever we were in control, and that's a huge positive. On that rain save, Arn, I remember I compared him to Darrow Shea against Donegal in the league, a big catch in under the, the crossbar at the end of the mm-hmm. game. I don't know who to compare him to now, like with that save, it was one any keeper in the country would have been proud of. It was it was unbelievable. Like uh, obviously, like I said, I, I was up in Paris and I was a long way away from it. I knew it was him that did it. It just didn't look near spectacular uh, on the day as what it actually does on TV. Um, like it's it's full stretch, and it's not even that he he gets a handbag. He gets a handbag, but he he flicks it around the post like he. Uh, I don't know how, but he looked like he knew what he was doing. Um, so yeah, Jesus, like I said, it, it was it was vital. It was vital at that stage. You know, he, he has that habit of of drifting back centrally and trying to read something. So he was close enough to to a cabin man, and I think he knew your man was breaking through. The shot was coming off, and he ju- he just got behind it, and then um, yeah, like I said. Maybe he could be a goalkeeper at some stage. He has he has the kick he has the kicking range to go with it and now we know he has the shot stopping. We'll swap it maybe Ethan go out to field and down and rain in the nets, but um... we know if we leave him where he is. <laughs> <laughs> the the goal that was scored on finally Armagh got a goal and it was it was all about Kieran Mackin for me. He won the turnover and bushed <laughs> forward, played the ball across to Creeley and I seen on Twitter just after the game there was a bit of debate whether this was a score ball or not. And I was thinking, Jesus, the only great goal we've scored all year. And <laughs> it should have been ruled out. But I think by the stills and by the camera angles, I think Creeley was just outside the score when Mackin passed it across. Yeah, if it was a square ball, 
me being honest and saying now it's a square ball, it doesn't really matter because he counted it on the day, but it wasn't a square ball. His his right foot wasn't in the square. His right foot was in the air. It was very, very close, yeah, but all that nonsense, you know, online, whenever people are, they're bloody seeing a still and they're watching a rerun of it and they're still trying to be it. It's not a square ball, um, you know. And like I said, if it was, I should turn around and tell you now that it was because it doesn't change the result, <laughs> uh, but it wasn't. It, and, and it was a brilliant goal. It was a brilliant score because not only did we get a turnover, but we showed pure intent then you're talking about drive and running right to the end line and, and that was another thing that was that was really good the other day and it, it happened quite a few times um, and I can't think offhand of, of who it was now but definitely Conor O'Neill's score where he comes up along the terrace um, in, in the second half we have jeez I can't think of which one of our players was it but he's coming on Conor's left hand side but instead of sort of letting Conor go on or sort of sitting in behind him waiting for another pass he runs hard, but what he actually does then, he starts to draw the cabin defence who's coming across to him. He draws the two of them and he stretches them. And it just gives Connor a free tap over from 25 yards out. But had he have just stood back and said, ah, sure, let Connor go on up there. We have a couple of forwards. They'll work something themselves. You know, maybe the opportunity mightn't have, mightn't have been there for him. He might have run into attack. He might have turned to come back. But the fact that we, we showed the energy to make that their break, you know, it was a selfless run. He probably knew he was never going to get it. Um, and I, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was, but it was just very noticeable at the time. They knew what they were doing. They, they ran hard. They stretched the, the Calvin defence. They occupied a few Calvin defenders who were coming from the stand side across. And I'd give Connor simple tap over 25 metres out. Um, but th- that happened a number of times throughout the game where we ran hard right to the far end line. And whenever you're doing that there, Whenever you're doing it at pace, it's so hard for the defending team to communicate properly to say who has who. Or for me, say if I'm a defender, to know, well, do I leave the man I'm on to go on him because he looks like he might be more dangerous than my man. If you do it slowly and you're passive and we're going from side to side, so easy to communicate on, so easy to get organised properly. Um, But whenever you're running hard, you're running with conviction, um, with the best weather in the world, sometimes it's just very hard to have proper clarity and what you're trying to organise as a defence. And again, that was another very, very important aspect that I felt we got better at from what we were doing in the league. There was times where we were slow in possession, but we were controlled, we were heads up. In particular, I'm thinking of Rory sort of floating out around the 45-metre lane. Um, and he, he, he was looking to put it inside. We had options to put it inside. Maybe the pass just wasn't on. We recycle it. We come back. We look for it again. And then there's times we, we popped the ball in and it did come off. Um, but we had the options and we also had the option to be pace, uh, patient and, and pick out our passes. Um, and, and they worked and they did some of the balls inside, particularly to Andrew and Connor and their, their movement inside. Um, it was excellent. It was excellent. It really was like Connor's form now this past three games. Like, has, has just been unbelievable. Um, delighted for him because we've mentioned on the show before, he, I thought he was really good at times in the league. I thought he was brilliant, actually. And then the next week, he might come out and he, he was on the bench and I don't know whether it was a knock. I don't know what it was. Um, I don't know whether then it affected his confidence because there's times he, he was coming on and he didn't look himself. But Jesus, like I'd say at this stage, um, he like... You know, people are talking about condensed seasons and too many games. I he just looks like a fella who the next game can't come quick enough. 
Um, now, definitely, he got against it this week. Conor Laverty will have a plan for him. He won't have the same space. But like I mentioned previously in your show, for he the one he gets where he comes off the sideline in the second half, I was right behind that. But like, there's two Cavan men, and there's only a wee gap where he, he's going through them. But he leads towards one man, steps off his right foot, and literally just takes one step. And just like Conor McManus does, like he doesn't have a big back, so he just jabs the ball. But he's he's 35 metres out on the sideline um, and jabs it straight over the bar. You know, brilliant score and someone who just kicked it with pure confidence and belief in himself. Um, so, yeah, like I said, you, you see Rain coming back on. Um, you have options. Uh, there's definitely options, but those two ways are given what every management team wants in the inside, and that's a headache. And a good headache, sorry, I mean, in that term. Well, that's probably the thing, Aaron. Turbo and Andrew Murn had such good games the other day. Does that mean if Rian, I assume Rian's going to be fit for Sunday, does he come into the middle of the field? Does he come to send a half forward? Because you probably don't want to change that inside duo of Turbo and Andrew Murn after their performances at the weekend. Uh, no. No, uh, I, I think you you stay with what you have. Um, and that, that, that's, an... that's assuming Rian's going to start, that they're not going to have him as an impact show, but I would imagine if he is 70 minutes on in him, he'll be in from the start. Yeah, well, it's probably, he. it was good for him to get out and get the legs going again the other day. Um, how, or if he could even get any fitness work done this week, it's hard to know, but... For me, just a player of, of that quality, that stature, um, I'd be letting him get his fitness work done, run around Clonus next weekend, and build from there. Um, he's, he, you know, we won, we won well, but he he's too good of a player, uh, not to be on the field for us. He's too important a player for us not to be on the field. And like I said, that's that's the tough part of of being involved in management and um, there are just some big calls that have to be made someone's going to be disappointed um, but it's a team sport it's not golf we're playing um, you know it's it's a matter of park and your disappointment and being ready to to perform whenever is needed but for me the two inside boys have, have given great headaches and like I said it was just great to bring him back um, and it'll be a be an interesting week for them in training. I don't know what night they'll get out. I'm sure they will play some sort of football where everyone will be trying to put their hands up to in terms of maybe pushing into a start or, or getting in the A lane in terms of being used as a sub. Um, but it's brilliant and it's it's a brilliant week for a player's perspective. This is a like training can't come quick enough. Um, you know, it's just the buzz is there now. You've got your two wins on your belt. You've gone away from home and you've won. We've won two championship games for the first time in 15 years. Um, you have down, it's clonus, a bit of buzz starting to come up with them again. So in terms of um yeah, the type of week you love as a player or or why you bother your head, you know, sacrificing so much for so long, this is the week. These are the types of weeks, this is the type of buzz and the type of um I suppose atmosphere in terms of within a camp that you, that you dream of and you want to be a part of. So um from a player's perspective, you'd be Hugely jealous of him this week. It's class. So we've won, we've put back-to-back victories in the championship together for the first time since 2008. Beat Calvin and Braffney Park for the first time since 2008. Playing down in Clonus for the first time since 2008 in an Ulster semi-final. I feel like that Jim Carrey meme, you know, you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And a, and a really good chance at that too. Um, while down... The, the turnaround in them 
you know, you have to give huge credit to, to Connor Laverty and, and what he has done um over this past or six or eight months, whatever it is, that's grand and fair play to them. But this has been going on a long time for ourselves. We're waiting fifteen years to get back to this stage. Um we've put ourselves in an unbelievable position. We're rightly so. Uh, strong favourites because of the level that we've been operating on, and um, for this for this past three or four years at Division One, um, and then making all Ireland quarterfinals, you know, was it three times now in this past ten years? Um, but the big one for us has always been the consistency and being able to do it in the Ulster Championship. And um, yes, you could say we've only beaten two Division Three teams at this stage. But we could only be two Division Three teams because that's the two bloody teams that's put in front of us. That's not our fault. Um, we kicked twenty points against Antrim. Good showing. It's you know as expected a good showing. But I thought against better opposition the other day we took it up another level. Um, and it'll probably need to go up another level now in terms of like if I'm being brutally honest, I, I think Calvin probably individually might have better players than than what Down would have. Um. Definitely in terms of throws out and out scoring forwards, but we have to really respect where Down have come from. And I think you have to respect Connor Laverty, Marty Clark as a management team. They're very, very shrewd operators. Granted, they might only be new to the senior and the county game, but um they've been around the coaching game for a long time. They've been in a lot of good, uh, very a lot of very successful dressing rooms. So you have to respect that um from a as a player, you know, if you're if you're in that Ironman change room now. But there's only so much that you can do uh, in terms of thinking or giving those credence to them. This week, again, for me, would be an awful lot about us. And I think our management team, they'll, be, they'll have seen what Down did yesterday. They'll have seen the tweaks that they'll do. Like they basically give up every kicker uh, yesterday against Donegal. They know we like to go long. They might do the same thing. So we need to be prepared for that. We, you need to literally see that in your own head you know in terms of how you visualize it what like if i'm playing as a halfback there's a chance i could be left standing by myself and the ball is coming to me and i have 15 down players to, to get by but i know it's only a week but you have a week to talk through it you have a week to see how other teams counteract that there and um, tactically i think they'll have to try and play a very smart game in terms of down um but for me it's all about us um, it's all about what we do and playing their strengths, playing at the pace that we've been used to, operating at the level that we've been used to. I think we go out and do that there and we'll be very hard-handed. And Clonus again, Arne, like Arma, I just love Clonus from the, the glory years of the noughties. As a player, what was it like during that time playing in Clonus on packed houses nearly every week and Arma getting so much success in Clonus and I know... There's just an aura around Clonus for Armagh fans and we'll feel it coming into Sunday's game that we're so excited to get there again. From a player's perspective, you said you were jealous of the players this week. Are you jealous you can't get out in Clonus again because it's such a great venue for, for Armagh and memories and everything? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like Obviously, we were young whenever you were growing up and you seen the boys going to win in the the Ulster titles in 1999, 2000, 2002, to then get involved in it, like, it, it was unbelievable. It's something I often think about as championship comes around. I used to love Sunday mornings knowing that McConville was picking me up in the square, you're heading to the West End, right? you're having a bite to eat, and then basically from, from Monaghan in, your guard escort, the road's packed, 
the crowds, the colour driving up through the town. Like it's special. It really is special. Um, I I used to love that drive going in. I know everyone's like you have to be focused and whatever, but geez, if you can't soak that sort of stuff in and take in sort of the magnitude of what's happening or the people you're representing or the sort of joy and enjoyment that you see as you're driving through the streets. So that's that's all part and parcel of it. Um, once you get to the ground, you still have more than enough time to, to get focused and um, be ready for, you know, winning your own battle or doing what you have to do. But Glonus itself, even as a, as a player, as a player, then once you get to the field itself, um, it's just set down off the road a slight bit, but it, the atmosphere really stays in the ground. It always feels like a cauldron. It always... There's always great noise about the place. Um, the surface is unbelievable. You know, not like a lot of grounds. There's no like scoring goals for me in Clonus. It just it's just a class place to play. Um, and I think I'd be hoping that we'll get another we'll get another big turnout um from from the RMI support because that's it's massive. I I hated going to Clonus in a qualifier again because. It just wasn't the same. You wouldn't have the same. You could be driving in a qualifier game maybe two hours before a game and there might be too many people about. Um, or obviously, you know, you're thinking back to the Donegal game last year. The place was packed there, at least from a player's perspective. It feels much more important, at, you know, whenever you're driving through and, and the town's packed and you can see the buzz about the place. You know, that brings a bit more nervous energy to you. But that's a good thing for me. You know, it, it just shows how many people are invested in the same thing uh that that you are um so i i've no doubt i've no doubt to be a big arm following maybe the down ones might turn out now as well this weekend but you know that they're back and the I suppose well not the good times but definitely there's a huge turnaround from from underwear just 12 months ago um but uh hopefully it's their last day in the sun and clones for for this year anyway Hopefully we'll outnumber them, I'd say. Well, Armagh fans usually come in, in good numbers, and especially in Clonus, you mentioned that Donegal game last year. Um, Armagh turned Clonus orange, so hopefully we'll be doing the same on Sunday. That game's on Sunday at 4 o'clock in Clonus, as we mentioned, and we'll be covering that all week. We'll hopefully have an odd podcast um, coming up on Thursday or Friday with an X-Down player. Uh, we'll preview so obviously, with reports, previews, podcasts and all the rest and the club games coming up this weekend as well so Aaron great to hear from you thanks for coming on and hopefully we'll hear from you next Monday again no problem Sean thank you